Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie? Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blu-ray of Cloverfield. Press play, press pause when the Paramount logo fades to black. At the first frame you perceive of all black, press pause. And in a second, I'll say 3, 2, 1, unpause. At which point, I'll press play. You'll press play and watch the movie. It'll be like any other commentary. Except, of course, with four friends in your head. Dot com. <laughs> no? Anyway, okay. The friends in your head this week are myself, as always, T. Christie. My friend, Brian William. Greetings. Michael, Mystery Box, Scott. Oh, dear. <laughs> and Trey, the answer, Stokes. Yes. You're a monster. So we won't be hearing from Trey today. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yes. Trey's not going to show up until the end, and it'll be a little bit confusing, and like, <laughs> that was it the whole time? And it'll be very disappointing. Yeah. Anyway, so Cloverfield came out a few years ago, and it was one of those, was this the first time that there was like a large-scale JJ Secret Mystery Box ad campaign thing that was happening? Yeah. This was yeah. this was a pretty unique thing at the time. They were doing a thing where they like, it just came out with like a, a trailer that didn't have any like it didn't mean anything Any and, uh, and, then, and then like a date yeah in fact for a long time it didn't time, even have the title yeah for a long time yeah. didn't people think it was just called like 11509 or something like yeah. that yeah it was uh 121808 i think was the was the date it was released and, i might uh, be it confusing that it was january oh it was january you're right yeah. i'm confusing that with uh, i think it was like 121 yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I'm confusing that with uh, Day the Earth Stood Still, but anyway. I think it was 11, 22, 63. <laughs> wow. Anyway, but it got to the point where we kind of knew, like, right before the movie came out. Oh, okay, so it's like a Godzilla movie, but it's from the perspective of like these bystanders. That's a really cool idea, and indeed it is. Um, yeah. I, I I remember like not really caring that much at the time. I thought it was fun in the theater, and then haven't really seen it since. And I watched it again the other night, and I. I feel, I feel like they kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Like, this is a really compelling idea for a movie. It was exactly the team to pull it off. There's just some things about it that kind of bum me out. Uh, I don't think... Honestly, even though it's really cool to do the um, sort of found footage aspect of it, that's where they keep losing me repeatedly, and it keeps kind of just pushing me out of the movie over and over again, where I think the story of doing, you know, basically Shaun of the Dead with Godzilla doesn't necessarily have to be found footage for it to be really cool. Uh, where you're just running around, you have no idea what's happening. You're not like you know the guy who has the answer with the government in the helicopter, and you're there shooting down the thing in the big third act thing. You're just running around, and no matter where you go, goddamn it, this thing is still here knocking down my bridges. That could be really cool without the hand, uh, the found footage shit. And because so many of my problems are stemming from that, I almost just wish they had gone in that direction. But as it is, it's really really cool. I just feel like it gets to like ninety percent of what it could have been, and that's a bummer because it's a really cool ninety percent. And the one hundred percent, I think I would have just been nuts for. It might have been my favorite movie ever. But, you know, as it stands, Cloverfield's cool, but it's not one that I tend to revisit that often. Um, you know, not huge. But I know that Brian liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, I, w- I watched this actually on my drive out here, on my cross-country drive out here. I was in, like, San Antonio. I was like, I have nothing to do tonight. So I went to the movie theater and ran I'm just glad San you did Antonio. that and didn't kill, like, a drifter or something. You're like, I'm only in the state for five hours. I could do anything. I, I'm going to watch Cloverfield. I kind of did actually have that thought in line at the movie theater like I could kill any one of these people and they would never know like just drive out and leave Uh, I didn't though (laughs) full disclosure full disclosure Uh, this is what you would say (laughs) Uh, so I watched I I loved it at the time I don't think I've seen it since but I rewatched it this morning for for this Uh, and yeah I still love it I I do agree that the but this is kind of my my feeling on any found footage movie that the making it a found footage thing is generally completely unnecessary to telling the story and is a gimmick and is really like you could discard the gimmick altogether and still have the movie itself and be amazing. Um, the 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 found footage gimmick just like really locks you in in terms of the editing style you have to you have to do and you have to continually uh, motivate the camera's existence and you have to motivate the camera's existence and you have to motivate the editing in a certain way. Um, that being said, I think all of that is done about as well as it could be in this movie. So it doesn't bother me that it exists. Um, 
and every other aspect of this movie I think is amazing and the idea itself is is amazing and really superbly executed so it's I'm not a huge monster movie guy but this is absolutely one of my favorite monster movies I was surprised in the credits to see the name Drew Goddard pop up I was like oh huh didn't know that cool anyway Mike how about you what is your thing with Cloverfield uh, I, I was. I don't even know your thing with Cloverfield. I was really intrigued by it with the uh, the whole, uh, you know, the the mystery box. This this movie was. You hadn't been burned by the mystery box. Well, yet. this yeah, this movie was the first in in a lot of ways, and, and and if not the first, the first of kind of the new wave. Because obviously we we did Blair Witch, and so this isn't the first found footage movie, but it was kind of the first one it's, since Blair it's Witch. First, it's the first one where someone said, we should make something like that. Yeah. yeah. Blair Witch did not touch off at the time. Where a studio said, wait, because wasn't it Paramount that said, hey, we should totally like not tell anybody what this is. Yeah. And they so ran with it. I was, I, I, having seen Blair Witch, I, I always loved the idea of, of a found footage movie like that. And I'm like, I really want to see people push this. Um, I, I, sorry, everybody. Cause <laughs> yes. I, my, my careful what you wish for. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, I, we hadn't really seen anything. And the genie went done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> damn you monkey's paw. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, so I was really fascinated by the idea. Like you said, I love the idea that, the the standard monster movie is going on somewhere somewhere the president is is yeah. having those meetings and there's like the epic third act battle and Tom Cruise is saving his family or whatever and uh, but <laughs> we but we don't follow that movie we follow yeah. the movie of yeah. the people who are who are caught up in it that Tom Cruise would run by <laughs> normally yeah. and that's fascinating I understand especially now having seen so many found footage movies that do it much more poorly than this one does i think that that um it's easy to be kind of burned out on that and then returning to this be like oh fucking this shit you know but i uh, i'm agree with brian that i think they do everything in it about as well as you can um to justify the existence of the found footage and to justify where it cuts and where it moves and and stuff like that and it's it's interesting because you know People, people used to um, talk about the, especially early on with Cloverfield. They're like, "Who would keep shooting during this thing?" It's like if you go to YouTube, there are real yeah. disasters where people keep shooting. Yeah. Like exactly. it's not implausible. Well, that is how oh, people that's not, are. That's not the complaint for me though. The Look complaint is why do they keep shooting the rest of the time too? Just like walking down the street, right. hanging out in the subway. That's the part where I'm like. Well, why are you filming that? Right. Well, there was a there was a I, I would go with that long before YouTube, but it was on the news. You know, when Mount St. Helens blew up, there was a guy who taped his entire walk out, oh, wow. waiting to be swallowed up by you know a <laughs> lava cloud behind himself, just going, "I hope I make it. I hope I make it." <laughs> you know, it's safe. You got a camera. That's the world we live in. There, you know? yeah. There's footage from the tsunami. That's. I was way too morbidly fascinated when it happened, but people that are in the process of running and climbing for their lives that are still filming, that are in the yeah. process of trying to rescue other people, exactly. still filming. Especially, oh, especially at, this day and age, everyone's thinking, if I make it, this is the most awesome YouTube video ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, now there's, and now there's like GoPros and stuff, so you're like, I don't even have to, I'll yeah, put it on I'll my head. Put on my head. Yeah, I don't even have to carry it. Anyway, Trey, how about you? I, I think, yeah, I think this uh, movie mostly succeeds, and, and uh, I, I really admire a lot of the really clever... You know, once they once they embrace the okay, it's going to be a found footage movie that that they found a lot of really interesting little things to do with it, um, little clever hooks to do with it. <clears throat> the you know, it, it's again, it's I, I do I do have to kind of take a step back and just allow them the found footage conceit, which even though what, even even though what we just said, still it's like 
seriously you're still taping you know <laughs> okay but um you know and, and your battery's still okay but um but you know that's that's the movie you know and it's a little it's a little bit of a disconnect because i understand the found footage concept when you're making blair witch i understand the found footage concept when you're making insidious or whatever it's like because you have 20 dollars, and that's a really you know that's a clever idea it's like when you have 40 million to make a found footage movie it's like well you're kind of stretching things a little bit in terms of that but it's like a it's like a 40 million dollar dogma film you know it's like well i guess you know right. so as an experiment it's like well sure you know go ahead hey you know there's no there's no laws do what you want um and i think considering they committed to the whole idea i, th- I think it's most successful my my main complaints against the movie and the reason why it's not like a 10 out of 10 for me are two major reasons which i think are connected i think there's a connection between the two um but I think as far as once, you know, once once the Statue of Liberty's head comes rolling down the street, the movie nails exactly what it's trying to do from there to the end. And, right. Yeah. Know, good for them. But um, it, it, I think it gets off on the wrong foot is my main complaint about it. Mm. Right on. In that case, let's uh, go ahead and see what we're talking about when we talk about getting off on the wrong foot. So you're at the point where the Paramount <laughs> logo has faded to black as we are here. Put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, unpause. Now, what's funny is, remember what Mike said in, about Twilight, about why the movie, it was it, like wholly better before anything else in the movie happened? You just don't have to be in Bella's head the whole time. <laughs> a big part of the problem that I have with this movie is that I'm HUD, and I'm hearing HUD's thoughts, and HUD's thoughts are all retarded and <laughs> the opposite of helpful. Yeah. Uh, and I also feel like part of it could have been solved, like even if you were beholden to that, and even the exact dialogue and even the exact performance, which is still kind of adorable because he's like getting up in people's faces that are like, they're missing an arm. He's like, hey, are you okay? That was scary, huh? What happened? Do you know what happened over there? It's just like, oh my God, HUD. No one's hitting you, and that's also implausible. But in any case, they could have fixed that. I there's, think. A, there's a lost, or is it not on here? Maybe. Uh, I thought it, oh, there's the, a lost the, logo. I, uh, it was Darn probably station. one of those little flickers that yeah. just happened. Yeah, but. in any case, I, I feel like they could have fixed that for me just with the mix if he wasn't so forward in the mix. Mm. Uh, yeah. If it was more like, you know, maybe the microphone's on the front of the camera and it's like a kind of shitty microphone. I do object to this title card. Yeah. Camera <laughs> retrieved just, at Incident Site US 447. I'm formerly known, known as, as, quote, Central Park. Like, what, this, are, are we watching this on the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. You know, it's like, this was a week ago. It was a year ago. It's like, yeah, yeah. we know what Central Park was. It's actually probably still called Central Park. Yeah. It's a crater. Yeah. <laughs> Central Hole. Yeah. But, but uh, it's not like we've changed the name to Big Monster Hole. <laughs> yeah. But I like, the, I mean, the idea of the found footage is incredibly compelling, especially, and I don't know to what degree this played into their thing. I know they talked about it. I just don't know to what degree it played into them creatively, especially considering that we're watching what looks for all the world many times throughout this movie, like 9-11. Like you're watching yeah. all this shit this, happening. No, that's deliberate. That adds, yeah. that totally adds a lot of, of, of heft 9/11 to it. 9-11 was the best research you know, project yeah. that movies for the next day again it's it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's this it's, is one of the first movies that really was like let's just do 9-11 again but yeah. make it a monster it's Blair Witch 9-11 with Godzilla that's what yeah. it is and I'm not I'm not sure I'm honestly not sure I mean you know they they literally referenced you know the the famous you know video of the guy the, shooting down as the building collapse and yeah. the and dust cloud dust and they and they utilize that as reference and and basically and in the store and the, and the dust cloud goes by yeah. Right. And, yeah and it's a I'm I'm torn between i'm like is that is that what what you're talking about sometimes where it's it's like using a real disaster as like cheating as emotional manipulation or am i impressed by the the balls the fidelity of it that yeah. they that they were that they were like you know what let's do it and and hope that people don't hate us and hope it, it has the you I, know I, the, I the resonance that it needs to have without offending anyone and i, I think it, it did manage to get away with it but i'm like damn yeah i think i think it's ballsy and exactly what they needed to do because yeah. this is what the situation would be we now know very 
clearly and specifically what the situation would look like. Right. Yeah. And so it sounded like we don't have an excuse to not make it. Fit, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Lo- that, uh, 9-11 experience. was a, like a, a great research, a great research tool for everyone who ever collapsed a building since in a movie. Yeah. That, uh, you know, because it was it's the dust cloud that everyone was surprised by. Which I was actually in Las Vegas when they did one of their famous casino oh, demolitions. The, the Aladdin, whichever one it was, the Sands or whichever. Oh, you know, the Sands. Because you know, they were, over that period, there were every couple of years they made be, a movie about one of them. They'd be blowing up one of them, yeah. and you know, and I was there doing a project at the MGM, and and um, you know, it was it was ten blocks away, and the cloud blocked out the sky where I was. You know, it was like the yeah. dust cloud is immense when you break a building worth of rocks. Yeah, so it's uh, this whole idea that when a giant skyscraper comes down, the main thing that happens is an amazing dust cloud was kind of not really something in the public consciousness, but it certainly is now. Yeah, I just remember thinking that on September 11th, someone told me, like, the buildings fall down. I'm like, oh, God, which way did they fall? It's like, in. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Straight. Yeah. yeah. I figured I figured it was like, you know, it goes yeah, that's over. It, that's and the other thing. Like, this movie actually just barely gets away with that concept that a building, because it has building. happened. I mean, it's rare, and it's not buildings that tall. Yeah. But buildings have tipped over into other buildings and just been like, whoa, tilted. I don't like remember that. the context, but I did see a video of a whole building just rolling on its side and being like, just funk. I don't remember why that happened, but yeah. I, it was crazy. But anyway. that's usually like a 10-story building and not a 100-story building. You were building. saying you think it's off on the wrong foot. What do you mean? The Well, here's the thing, and I, like I said, I think it's, it's interrelated. This movie is 85 minutes long 10 minutes of which is end credits yeah 10 full minutes of this movie <laughs> it's an asylum end, film is end, it's, it's asylum wouldn't release this it's yeah. too short <laughs> so so my my complaint about this is wow there's a whole lot of these boring yuppie fucks for the beginning of the movie and clearly it's because they didn't have any other movie no that's all they had so it's like i they had you know this this runs on to me forever because i do not care about these people as much as they're trying to make me care and give yeah. me reasons you need, to care you need that that's what they're so they do they boned and he's a brother that, that, that's his brother i mean that's that's i'm it, not i don't care yeah and and, and, this, and the thing is you don't need you don't need to care about them before to care about them while they're running for the exactly lives. why is you're it's, immediately going it's to it's the transpose. teak fairy of fuckedness exactly. if you so fall that, under the propeller people like you so the problem the problem is that you know by now you're in the theater you know, or you know it's presumably you know there's a monster in there and this there's a whole lot of these people you know and it's it is home video of a party and you're kind of like well what the hell am i paying a ticket for what's this movie about so it does i mean when i rewatched it just uh, you know yesterday as uh, preparation for this like i was fast like, forward fast forward yeah exactly well i you know i was fair to the movie and i didn't fast forward but i was cuz i wanted to say okay was there anything here that i really you know should have liked more and my answer is no, there's not. And and but I understand because if they cut this down as perhaps they even wanted to, just like in an asylum movie, you go, I we it needs sure. to, I need twenty minutes from somewhere, yeah, and the movie's is, an hour long. And I, I it's not like I can drop in twenty more minutes of you know Tippett Studio monster footage. We right. don't have that budget, so well, and my let's other just thing, show lots of party. Just in addition to that, like mm. if this is them trying, this is clearly. By the way, I've seen the asylum version of this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they did. They did. Oh god, they did do the, a version. The intention for this screenwriting wise is to get you to care about the characters. And understand who they are. If this is them trying to get me to like these people, really kind of a piss poor job. Yeah, I, don't, I fucking I don't hate like everyone in this party. The one I like most is HUD. The one I like most because yeah. he's you know at least you know, the whole shtick. Him, him, and I like the I like the supporting characters. I like more this than girl I like the, the most. And well, and she survives. But so I just we get li- that. but I just like her. I just like dislike her the least. Is basically yeah, exactly. It. But the and and I do like the HUD, you know HUD and his whole thing with the my favorite. Lizzie Kaplan. My favorite character is is not well. Lizzie Kaplan's the star, the the secondary one, the the oh. you know the 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 pixie pissed off girl. Yeah, yeah, she's my favorite because she's the most interesting. No, that's character. Lizzie Kaplan. That's mm. the actress's name. Okay, are you uh-huh. you're talking about the dark haired the girl that? Hugs? I'm talking about the girl that explodes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Okay, so that's that's who that is, as opposed to the the lead. 
the, the, the girl with the hair. Lead. Yeah. So you know, and she's the she's most interesting the... because you know, I, I I like her, and you know, even though yeah, Hud's a douchebag and all that, but like the little moment when the camera goes skating up to her, but then runs away, yeah, you know, like can't deal with her. That those moments are fun, and I'm more interested in them, and the fact that both of them meet terrible horrible untimely ends is you know you know good for you movie to to be that brutal but um but then you were left with the you know we're left with the central core of the i think the movie might have been even more daring if it killed off the romeo and juliet like yeah you know he tried to rescue her and they both fucking died <laughs> and it's left with these two people who like met earlier at a party like so we're gonna die in a under a bridge in central park messed up right how about that <laughs> yeah. you, know, you want to make out or i don't know what you know and so, i you know so the ultimately, it's like I just I just didn't get engaged by this love story where they had a little spat and he's got to go save her life and I just didn't you know I just it doesn't wasn't. serve to make you like them it just wastes some time yeah for a long time yeah I and don't the, know and just, the the only part of this at least plot wise that really bothers me is her, the him going into the like in me I don't care how much I love any human being in the world I come up to that building you don't go in the, you don't go in the building yeah. there's nothing you do at that point there's, there's Brian, no it's way. like oh your mom's up on the 40th floor of that leaning building and you're well, like she had a good oh, run no, i was good i'm sorry mom, sorry, mom. i love yeah. you i love you very much i can't nobody she, can do that she wouldn't want me to go mom, she'd want mom me to live want me she wanted me to live on she'd want me to survive mom would understand and then you get up there and she's impaled on rebar that's when you're like eh, all right bye It'll be a lot easier getting out of this thing without dragging you because yeah. you've been impaled by rebar. So I, I think I, I actually I buy what you said. It's like we we don't really need to know this much about these people. You don't yeah. need to know anything yeah. about them because you're going to like them because it's, it's like all oh, these poor bastards. We've talked you know? about it on Titanic. We talked about something else. But my theory is there are several ways of saving a cat. There's the traditional saving a cat way of saving a cat. But there's also just take someone who has done nothing wrong and you don't care about them at all and then put them in an incredibly awful situation that they didn't deserve or actually you know invoke it just happens to them you feel sympathy for them and you're connected to them after that uh you know it's it's if someone is just totally fucked you are sympathetic as long as they haven't done anything to piss you off or made the weird call but that's another thing that i have with this movie is it it, with okay the, the two lines of logic that i have for like god this movie is so close is one I don't like HUD that much. I, I, I mostly dislike HUD. And I don't and I don't understand him at all because what he's doing doesn't make sense to me and how he's interacting with the people around him doesn't make sense to me. None of it rings true. Uh, which oh, I've kind, known people like him. Which kind of... Well, well I've known <laughs> I've known douchebags, but the consistency of how he is the entire movie is really odd and just he's like... He's not a douchebag, though. He's just a he's just, slow he's guy. He's just yeah. a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah but just... In he's, the, the, he's, not a, he's, he's not a douchebag. I think well, that's yeah. the wrong word. Well that, a, well, that plus just the character of him as cameraman <laughs> and the consistency and the, the choices that he makes is that... Like, none of it... I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't paint a picture for me. And the other thing is just, you know, it, I, I know you're supposed to just swallow this and move on, but the camera being on the whole time eventually it just draws too much attention to itself for me anyway. And I wonder what would have happened. They could have gotten more time out of this if a don't do found footage, but if you want to, that's fine. But B, I wonder what happens if it's not trying to follow this one group of ragtag people. If it's just the collection of tapes they found at the site from people who well, that's, uh, here's that's, one guy that's who got another movie. That's uh, one guy who got like three minutes on his cell phone. Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah, Chronicle or something yeah. like that. But, and then here's one guy over here and we're just seeing like just little snips. At, imagine like the district nine, the first part of district nine version of they've this. Been, they've been talking about uh, that. I would have, I think I would have liked more cause th- then you don't have to make sure that the camera's on for 90 minutes. They've been talking about doing a, a, Cloverfield 2 and it sounds like that would be the thing. Other is, found footage? Is, yeah. They would be they would be doing like, doing this same event but someone else's somebody experience. Else's. They would, yeah. There's a moment on like, the bridge where they and they even they keep referencing this when they talk about 
quote unquote Cloverfield too. There's a or no, it's actually on the street in the very beginning. Uh, he come he points his camera at somebody else who's pointing a camera at him, and they go, <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. "If we do a sequel, it'll probably yeah, be just that just guy." Just hand it off yeah. at that point. That's nice. As long as it's multiples, I mean, that's my thing. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have any more reason to believe that they kept the camera on for ninety minutes yeah. either. And it's not just that they kept it on. If someone was in shock and didn't turn it off or was doing the thing like she says in Blair Witch where it's easier to look at the world through this thing because it's less terrifying that's fine it's just the 90 minutes of it through, well, through it, all of the bad shit and all of the cut. boring shit well it does I mean, but it's this this is this is five or six hours of but, but that's also kind of worse because then he just turns the camera back on when nothing's happening like it's like you well, see that's that's when you can when he's like oh I guess I'll tape us you know in the subway station I don't know it just for some reason it bugs well, it's, me here it's, more it's, than again, otherwise you buy the premise you buy the bit or you don't it's yeah. found footage is a conceit it's yeah but it works you know, for it's, me it's, it's, like, it's like modern day Shakespeare it's not you know this isn't how people live this isn't how the world is it's a movie yeah and you know it's, but it works for me in Blair Witch and it just doesn't so much here and it kind of bums me out because well, yeah, the get, idea of this movie is so compelling Blair Witch is so small and, and compact and 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 it's, and it's set up like it's you know the premise of Blair Witch is we're going to go in the woods and we're going to film and videotape and hope something happens so they're trying to get images of something happening when things are happening I mean the premise of Blair Witch is, is fine this is like this guy didn't say it's my goal in life to document a tragedy in New York City right this guy got handed a camera to tape a birthday party a going yeah. away party well there's also the, the, the other aspect of the found footage conceit that I don't think people necessarily tend to think about all that is you you have to make some allowance for the conceit of who or how this thing is being edited because we're not seeing every individual moment in this and the conceit here is that we're just watching the tape we're just watching the raw tape but in other movies in Chronicle they don't really address how it's uh, um, how the editing is done in Blair Witch you kind of get the sense just from the title card at the beginning Somebody has watched this and made a little highlight reel. Right. Of and we it. talked about yeah, this. That's, we well, talked that's, about that's this. built into the show, into Blair Witch. Is yeah. We found the footage, and this yeah. is a documentary yeah, exactly. that we made of it. And we talked about it on Apollo 18. One of the problems with that was that it couldn't decide which it was. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And there was another thing on the found footage movie I worked on a couple of years ago. It was like they kept going back and forth, and I don't know whether they ever did land on it, but yeah. they, they couldn't settle on like deciding what was the entity responsible for presenting the edited version of no. this my, my personal justification for chronicle which which really took it to its extreme is is i kind of like just thought that it was a conceit that this is this is this event as seen through a variety of video cameras but no one actually ever edited this yeah. together yeah. we're seeing the the overarching like yes it's just as a movie is well yeah. how are we seeing this so yeah, who, suddenly who, we're on the other side of the room and we're in the sky and what's going on so chronicle just chose to only have the pov be something that was could have been captured through an existing camera but there was no human who actually made chronicle was, yeah. the, was and, the overall conceit and to me that seems like a critical piece if you're going to use the found footage technique that conceit then you have to have some thought in terms of what entity is enti- pre- editing and presenting this footage right. to me well, but I think well, it's, but I think it's that's, okay but that's true of any movie what yeah. entity yeah. Is, is presenting this to me but but it, be, using the found footage technique like who in that universe is doing this otherwise it's just the conceit again I, like I said I, I don't know I, it's, I, like, it's like the movie can be even black and white the movie can be a musical it's it's this is a this is a, a restriction that we've placed on this the way I'm going to tell this particular story is it's all through video cameras that existed in the in the world and uh, you know the it's it's a conceit like I said you buy the premise or you don't right. but that's the conceit yeah the, the footage in Chronicle for example it's like the footage all exists the, yeah. you're, you're aware no of one the made the movie in the they, world but no one made the movie any exactly. more than people made you know made Superman, Superman. Would you guys, exactly. how much, <laughs> how much of your enjoyment of this 
is it's like, see, we're still at this fucking party. I would have left this party by now. Yeah, yeah. The, part of the problem is that <laughs> we're like Lizzie Kaplan in the corner. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm not even supposed to be at this party. Part of the problem is exactly that it's you know th- this is a very specific gr- type of group of people where it's like yeah I wouldn't hang out with these people. Yeah, I don't like these people. Uh, this is exactly the kind of party I would not go to if I were invited, and I wouldn't be invited because I don't know or like any of these kinds of people. <laughs> well, anyway, so Which, well, well, not with that attitude. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, you're, not, much, you're not going to get invited to those parties for for the degree to which you like this movie. How much of it is based on the found footage aspect of it, and how much of it is just the what's what's happening in this movie? I really well, I I think they they're part and parcel because I mean you can you can make. Would the movie have, where would, this would, stuff just happens, but I've never seen the boots on the ground. Yeah, the the you know the the people running away from Godzilla. I've never seen their whole movie from their perspective, and the found footage, the found footage conceit is what gives us their perspective literally. Um, and and so I think but you that don't is need it for their to, perspective. It, well, I mean, well, cause there's, but you're locked to their perspective. You're, you're, there's a there's a claustrophobia and attention which I think is is valuable and 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 uh, helps the movie in in a lot of ways that you wouldn't have if you had the the well, third person om, omniscient. The feeling of the, not having any context. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, there's the, a, there's a distinction between the the found footage perspective and just the more of a POV because you could do this movie. In the exact same like shooting style as like Children of Men, sure, and keep it confined with them and running through all of this crazy shit. I would love that without the found footage uh, conceit. So, invoking the same claustrophobia, with invoking the, long the exact, and all that. In, invoking the exact same like survival boots on the ground, uh, claustrophobia, just in the middle of the shit kind of kind of feeling. So. You could absolutely have that, and this might be a better movie with that because you could easily cut out all of this, you know, crappy party stuff. Or they could go with this if they want to. I would actually, I think I would like the movie more. If I was writing this, if I was told you have to do it found footage, if I was writing this, I would start, like, when the shit starts happening, there would be no party stuff. It would be like someone is like, a plane just hit one World Trade Center, and then they're, like, filming it. And it's like, oh, God, another one just hit it. Oh, shit. And the camera just never turns off. Like, it starts after some sort of an inciting incident where someone was trying to film it. And then, oh, my God, it's still happening. And we go from there. And then it basically be, it plays out a little bit more like Monsters, where you're following people and you learn about the character shit as you go and spend more time hearing them talk over and it. I, and I think they would have the done beginning. that, but they couldn't afford that. You movie. can't. Yeah. <laughs> they that's, just, that's just more minutes of big set pieces and more all that. Minutes of, of expensive uh, visual effects. Hey, we're about to finally have something happen. OK, they're on the they're on the they're on the fire escape. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. And all of this, all of this was shot, I believe, or, or the majority of what we've seen so far was actually shot with uh, the the HVX two hundred. But once they once they get on the roof and shit starts to get real, they switch over to a real camera yeah, <laughs> so that they have thirty five millimeter. Uh, it, it's still Isn't digital. It? I think oh, it's a it? it's a uh, Viper. Are you sure this is an HVX? This looks really good for HVX. I mean, obviously it's lit. H- but HVX is HVX yeah. is a good camera. People shoot features on HD. Yeah, but the the Grass Valley uh, Viper is what they they use for a good chunk of when they actually had visual effects to do and i mean you can do visual effects on on an hvx but not to this not to the quality that they did i almost wish a little bit that they had taken the time to run the footage through a couple generations to degrade it so that it would then look like digital video or if they had some sort of a cool after effects project they could take anything and make it look like the (laughs) hvx yeah it's that weird thing where you these days you have to put anything that's quote-unquote video footage scan lines you have to put the scan lines in there even though we don't actually have scan lines anymore just because or so, well just the just the kind right of the kind it. of compression the sort of uh you know the subtle aliasing or macro blocking or and something take out like a lot that. of the uh, it, t- it would it would not t- remove the c- internal contrast it would just change the contrast in a way that doesn't look like a movie it looks a little bit more like video yeah, well, yeah be- 
I, I think what throws people off is when the footage inside of the the movie or the TV show is exactly the same quality as yeah. the, what you're actually watching. And you go, well, that doesn't feel right. So you have to right. knock it down a notch, even though it wouldn't actually look that bad. It's a really, I mean, the whole time I was watching it, I was getting bummed out because I was, I really am truly compelled by it. And for one reason or another, I don't get on board. I think it's HUD's fault, but I don't know. Uh, but I, it's a really good idea for a movie and they, what they're doing, even though I don't dig it so much, they're nailing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, you know, it's like if this is the execution and they totally executed it almost as, you know, nailed it as, as hard as you can. I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't think of any way when, you know, if you accept what this is, I can't think of too many ways they could have done it any better than they did. One of the unintended positive consequences of Google S is we're going to start to get more plausible found footage movies. Oh yeah. High five Google. And then like yeah. in 10 years. Strange days is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, we're gonna, gonna be really weird late, porn here in a second. Here we go. There we go. Yeah. Okay. And we even have the green. Good job. Let's start the action. Yeah. Now the now the movie is actually started. Yeah. Now it's begun, and we're about we're about seventeen twenty minutes in. Yeah. In an eighty five minute. Yeah, movie. Yeah, we just hit twenty. Of actually. which of which ten is credits. Yeah. So you know, basically, basically the first act was the party. Yeah. And that was a bit much. Ten. You know, the first the setup should have been the party. And again, a perfect world. And like I said, I totally understand why they didn't do twenty more minutes of monster movie. You know, with the budget they had, but. Um, but they had, you know, they had a decent budget. It's, it's a, it's a, it's that. I would weird, have started the movie here. It's that weird amalgam of, you know, it's it's a low budget movie for a Hollywood feature, but it was like forty million or something yeah. like that was the budget. So I think the other guy with the camera is somewhere in this area. You see, you see a guy with a camera phone taking a picture of the Statue of Liberty. I remember that, but um, it might also be on the bridge. I'm not. There we remember. go. But it, I'm not clear what just exploded. I was going to say, I don't yeah, know the fire came it from. bounces off a building, I think, no. is what happens there. Well, yeah, but... All them exploding which, buildings. Uh, you know, one of those Manhattan buildings where they store diesel fuel. Yeah. Oh, right, right, those, yeah. Well, it's an 9-11, off- wake up, sheeple. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I'm right. Exactly. They're all yeah, wired the- to blow, man. <laughs> it's an oft-repeated factoid that the head here is like uh, like 20% bigger than it should be yeah. because the actual statue of Liberty head is not as big as you think it is. Yeah. The, the, the statue is surprisingly small. Well, bear in mind, really like, is. about half the height of it is the dais that it's standing. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I mean, or you know. block, whatever you'd call that. Having having grown up on Pedestal. Ghostbusters 2, I, <laughs> yeah. I think of that the, the, the Statue of Liberty in that movie is gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And that's no, like. No, Mike, Mike, the Ghostbusters are just that's, hobbits. The, yeah. The, the, the Statue of Liberty in Ghostbusters 2 is yeah, easily about three. Chrysler building. Is about three times the size of the actual <laughs> Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Well, you know, big lady. Next, you're gonna tell me there's no ghosts. <laughs> it absolutely fascinates me, on a, like a large scale sociological level, that we have any capacity to enjoy this whatsoever. Now that we know, know what the real yeah. thing yeah, is, it's like, oh, that's that, cool. Like, it's just like when those thousands of people died and that real thing. Like that Independence Day, I get, but. Why do we derive any enjoyment from this whatsoever after nine eleven? I think it. Well, I think it's part of. It's part of why we like horror movies and stuff like that. It's like we ex- in experiencing it, we we are able to kind of Assimilate learn it? to cope with it. You know, that's and the that, theory. That's, yeah. that's part of the, can, the idea. You think a lot of people from Auschwitz would have dug Schindler's List? No, no I think some of them seen it. So yeah. you know, I think some of them are in I think it. People that thought they might be in danger of going to Auschwitz might. Yeah, I think, and, and, and that's a that's a weird uh, extension of it. People but from Auschwitz are in Schindler's List at the end of the movie. People, if if you have a fear that that will happen, then there is a certain psychological 
yeah. satisfaction to be derived from putting yourself vicariously in that situation. Here, here's a movie to compare this to. In fact, it might have been an interesting double feature if we were still interested in doing double features like this and also hadn't already done it. But this and The Mist wow. would, be, yeah. would be an interesting double feature. And I, for some, I'm trying to figure out why I like The Mist more. Um, well, the, you don't like the found footage conceit, and the mist doesn't have that. So that's yeah. well, there's that, but also the, the mist isn't you know trading off of the real disaster of the World Trade Center. Well, yeah, which this the, one is whether you know, again whether you like the you unseen mystery where there's there's a horror movie happening outside, and we're just trying to avoid it. Uh, the whole movie sort of thing. I love that, uh, and it's in both of these. Um, wow, the papers. Yeah. yeah, flashbacks. See, see, we also know that, so yeah. we know to throw that in. There's a lot of so. paper in those buildings as well. The fucking weird thing that this movie also evokes for me, speaking of 9-11, uh, is I have, you know, everyone reacted to that in their own way, and some people had an, an incredible familial tragedy and shit going on. I didn't have any of that. I didn't know anyone uh, who was affected personally, like, at all. But I have PTSD from 9-11 because now I'm literally just, I won't go in skyscrapers, well, period. Chrysler building? That wasn't the Chrysler. I don't do skyscrapers, period, like, at all. Jim's apartment we see the Chrysler building later. is on the seventh yeah, floor. That, that, okay. I barely, barely deign to go to the seventh floor. It freaks me out. And when we go to the fucking, like, the whole building is leaning over, <laughs> yeah. there, there aren't, there, the, the English language does not contain adjectives big enough to contain the nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. I mean, just normal skyscrapers. I won't go in them anymore. It freaks me the fuck out because they fall. <laughs> I have phobias, man. <laughs> yeah. But m- not often. one. You're you're much more dangerous. You're much more prone to danger or death in your car than you are yeah. in a skyscraper. Yeah, I know. With a skyscraper, the skyscraper, the skyscraper that's basis collapsed and is leaning on another skyscraper, I think. Well, this, yes. I think that ups the odds a little bit. Yeah. Now I always point out that we had a little glimpse of it here, and we'll have it many more times. Is uh, I really like you know they again they committed to this whole concept of. It's found footage, and it's on a you know. I think it's at the end. It says it says card. It's not. It said at the beginning card, but yeah. it's it's pretty clear that they uh, uh, they're, they're putting tape artifacts like on it. They but. they they. Uh, the thought was that it's tape that you rec- they're accidentally recording yeah. over, but then they were like, "Well, this is." This went on too long to be a single tape, so we'll exactly. just call it a card up Plus, front. Plus, I, I kind of we'll bought the idea that you know a tape wouldn't necessarily survive a nuclear blast or right. whatever it was, yeah. whereas a card might still have the data. But then cards don't really overwrite chronologically. Yeah, all the tapes do. So, so they're sort of stuck with that. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple! Exactly. But the but the anyway the idea, however they kind of fudge the 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 justification for it, that that's a really interesting storytelling idea yeah to to you know it basically it's a way to do flashbacks in a weird kind of crazy way the only problem with it is, is it doesn't really you know inform us in anything other than we know that they dated and they went to coney island or yeah. whatever it's it's kind of cool and cute and you know and, and it gives it's, it's not leverage it though, works yeah. best at the end when you know it closes with it and it, yeah, it's you know that's bittersweet that's that's poignant certainly and that works but uh that's probably the most poignant about it, and I, and I could have, I could have, I could have understood the poignancy of the very ending without any of the setup. You know, it's like whether or not they broke up or they whatever. And yeah, you know, just the idea of oh, you know, the dates right there is like oh, three weeks earlier they went to Coney Island and it was fun. You know, yeah. just you know that's that's fine. Again, like you said, I'd I'd feel. If that was a random stranger's tape that I knew nothing about, I'd go, well, that's really yeah. so sad. That's Honestly, really sad. it yeah. was a better strategy or a better way to go might have been to have much less of the party and a lot more of the Coney Islands. Yeah, I mean, like you know, know, more that's them. the right answer. Right you, could, you could have extended yeah. Coney Island sequence, not like super long, but just long enough where you jump into Coney Island and then just long enough where you forget yeah. that you're actually watching a horror movie. Especially starting on, on the very voyeuristic and like, you know, him taping her because they've just yeah. had sex. It's like, you're okay, I hate you too, dude. You know, like what kind of sleaze ball are you? You know, it's like that's 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 so not cool to do that. You know, to go walk up to her when she's you know 
the morning after and go good morning with the camera it's like i i hate you i hate you now no wonder she broke up with you you're a douche yeah but to but to and and like you said it would it would benefit because right now it just occasionally cuts to them like on the trolley to coney island or whatever that is i've never been so i don't know what that's called train, train or something yeah, yeah subway and just being like we're going to coney island isn't that fun and then they, that's like the beat every time they go back there it's like yeah. this is fun right and it's yeah, like it's totally fun. that's that's all we get each time whereas the idea of like you said, being able to juxtapose, even at the beginning, we spend more time at Coney Island showing them together and happy, and then we're cutting back to the party where she's there, and it's weird and awkward, and everyone's yeah. like, what's going on with the two of them? It's, you know, yeah, then, we don't, then we don't need to be told there's something weird between the two of them, because yeah. that would be much a little more interesting to see. Well, a month ago, they were... You know, yeah. fine, having a great time, and clearly something's up, and we don't, we don't, and need, nobody knows why, and we don't need to know why. Yeah, you know, it's like that's that's one of the great talk about. The, there's, there's your mystery box. It's like he has to get back to her. He has to find her. He can't let her just leave her to die because it's of like, whatever the he must is. have done something so heinous. Yeah, right. you know, <laughs> like that he, her the morning after he can't or live with himself. <laughs> it's like, and and it would be so much better to never tell us what that was, or even try and tell us what that was. Mm. It, it also f- it fits in a lot better with what the, I think the movie is trying to do thematically because at the very end you know mm. in the very last in the end of the Coney Island she's like well you know say something for the end of the camera it was a good day and like it seems like thematically yeah. the idea is in life yeah. you get good days and you get bad take days take the good days when they come exactly yeah. appreciate the good days when you have them so you could have the theme of Cloverfield is hey at least it's not like this right now right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right exactly the, go, go out and enjoy imagine the day imagine if all bad movies were like that the theme of Saw is and you thought you were having a bad day. Exactly. Yeah. You thought, mm-hmm. little bow. How's your day feel now? Now, no, just collapse of the bridge here is, this is amazing. This yeah, is, I really, mean, really I get this, when they get into visual effects, this movie is, I just, you know, I just think tracking. Oh, oh my God, God yeah. tracking. You know, the tracking is mind-boggling, but but everything is really mind-boggling. I mean, even with the, okay, we get to grunge yeah, it all. I love that shot. That's it's amazing. so good. We get to grunge it all up, you know, because it's supposed to be video. I mean, still, they modeled these bridges oh, yeah. and buildings and everything, and it's and everything had to be tracked and comped, and it's huge, huge work. And this is, what, 2008? Eight. 2008, yeah. You know, and it's, you know. Handheld tracking, you know, we have to think back. It's like we were, we were, this is still pretty. It's fucking still hard. Amazing, (laughs) impressive. For 2008, this is one of the most, one of the biggest demonstrations of handheld, you know, just whatever you want. Just, just shoot and we'll track it. That's why the credits are 10 minutes long. Exactly. Yeah, they had like an army of match movers. Yeah, this was match (laughs) mover hell. Well, I think there's at least three, there's three effect supervisors listed one of which is eric levin who i worked with at tippet he's tippet yeah, did the creature tippet did the creature i don't know what the other handoffs are of different aspects of this movie uh, that other companies did. did the you know the the city extension and the bridge collapse and and all that stuff so okay. it was a primarily it was tippet was the creature and then double negative was kind of everything else um in a lot of ways i think uh, with with certainly probably some some other houses but um reading the cinefix it was primarily a, a dneg show <clears throat> Your mom's what's, primarily a DNA show. What's weird is that they like his brother just died, which I, I think is is a great beat to just be like they just fucking killed that character, <laughs> just oh, yeah. and it, that's it. And and I mean that's how it would be in that's a situation. How it goes, like this. Yeah. That's how it goes. And but later on, you know, Marlena explodes, and everyone is falling apart way more than they did for like. 
And it's like, but yeah. you, did you what? even know her? Yeah, you didn't even know, you know. And well, I, Marlena and, did explode. I think that would yeah. freak. I understand. I think well, that would I give understand. me pause as well. I guess. Yeah. I guess they that's have, true. They have been with her, and yeah. You know, and at and at that point, you've been through so much that you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna freak out about everything right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got the time to think about all that's happening this evening. Yeah. Plus, I don't think I'm making my flight to Japan. Yeah. That's working out. I wonder if this. You know, I like that. I I, I like the, the writing. The quiet, well, yeah, but but I was saying I like the the gag about it's a Godzilla movie and they keep referencing Japan. I know. I was just saying is there, oh, there's yeah. something about how going it's like going to Japan and yet God, the Godzilla movie happens. They in came New York. to you. It feels yeah. like there's something. <laughs> yeah. Something well, there's, there's an that. irony that if you just gotten on the plane one day earlier, yeah. you would have yeah, you would have been in Japan watching a monster movie happen in your hometown. Just, uh, apropos, just kind of weirdly apropos, there's a, 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 a woman, I think some, I've mentioned it, somebody, there's a woman who has been a fan of Pink Five since almost day one. Mm-hmm. She was one of the first, very first people to write me a fan email for Pink Five, like a decade ago. This was not your mom? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, didn't, uh, she didn't get on board till like uh, about five years ago. But um, this, oh. woman, this woman wrote <laughs> Fairweather Trey fan. This woman <laughs> wrote me a fan email, and I was like, oh, no, that's awesome. You know, and it was rarity, and like you do, it was like, well, let's just pop that name into Google and find out their whole life story, like the NSA. Um, <laughs> and I found out, she was, she was from New York, and I found out, this woman, this woman is a real life story. Um, she worked uh, in New York. She um, worked in the World Trade Center. Oh, wow. She went on vacation one week to Israel. And all of her coworkers said, Ooh, go to Israel. <laughs> oh, Christ. Terrorism. Almighty. Terrorism. You sure you want to go to Israel? Well, guess what week that was? Yeah. So she's in Israel and gets to see, you know, her, everybody she ever worked with get wiped out Yikes. on television back in New York. So that's just, you know, just, just her odd little, you know, that, that was what happened in my life. Yeah. That. So there's this bizarre, this bizarre irony that she went to Israel and therefore was not killed by terrorists. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of like where we're, it's, again, you just, you just like yeah. ironically came up with the idea. I know someone that happened to in real <laughs> life who went overseas and saw the world end back home on television. I would like moments Not to bring the whole thing down. Or yeah, anything, but. yeah. I, I just need a. I just need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So it just fucks with your head so yeah. hard. Yeah. I like. I back to the movie. Just you know. I think a lot of these late. these moments, these performances are really good. Yeah, here they're starting to kick in. Yeah. I, I, you know, they're they're totally selling it. I just I. I I don't know. Is it? Did they just not have quite enough to work with early on to be engaging people? You know, they were just. Again, it's it just didn't. I, maybe it's just because I'm old and jaded, but it's like, oh, so you slept with each other and now you broke up. Get over it. Yeah. I, I, I don't it's get why this is the end of the a world. Twenty year old, like it's an yeah. absolute yeah. early twenties, like. But kid, she's the kid. one. Yeah. yeah. No, no, she's no, not. She's not. She's a one. <laughs> She's a one of several. She's, she's B plus. At I best. think you're going to go to Japan, dude. Just wait. I think just part wait, of, man. Probably part of the problem. I got the impression they. It felt very natural. Their performances in the in the party felt very natural. So I yeah. get the impression that they were just kind of improvising. They had a rough outline of what to do, and they're, I, yeah, they're, they're just part, they're just going around and improvising kind of the idea of the of the scenes and stuff like that. But a lot of times, it seems like when that happens, they they improv as being kind of just dickheads <laughs> to, to yeah. be honest when you when you put you know 20 year olds in a room and be like go oh, just kind of make it up as you go it's like it i think it would have been better if 
not to say that I don't know if they did or not. Like I haven't read the script, so maybe every single line of that was scripted. Um, but given that it's uh, you know, it certainly feels improv and improvised. Yeah. yeah, given given that it was, it's the same guy who wrote Cabin in the Woods, and I like those young twenty somethings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I get the impression that it probably wasn't super scripted and it might have been improved if it was whereas now because of the monster and because of of you know the beats we have to hit i think it's probably more strongly scripted um each each kind of moment and and what they say and and what they do and that's probably why they improve as characters and and become more interesting yeah, because if they're improving, then they're improving as young twenty-something, fairly successful Los Angeles actors. Yeah, <laughs> and those are just terrible, terrible people yeah. who live in one of those gigantic, only in a movie or a TV show apartments. Yeah, that uh, you know, it's like who lives at you know. You have to have that's a million dollar apartment. Yeah, exactly. You're in, for heaven's sake. And I'm exactly. You look at that and you go, oh, and I'm supposed to care about you. Yeah, yeah. Poor yeah. baby. Yeah. Um, I I remember very clearly sitting in the uh, so so here we're seeing the uh, the monster which was codenamed Clover. It's never given an official name, but that's what they referred to it on the production as. Um, and the you know the the military coming out of fucking nowhere just <laughs> yeah. shooting it, which is. I, I do love this sequence and I love this moment, but I remember even watching it in the uh, in the theater. I'm going, see, this is where, just just as as someone involved in movies, I'm like, okay, I have to add a layer of a suspension of disbelief because I know in this situation you wouldn't be able to hear a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah. It would have blown out the microphone and it would just be this hiss of noise. And but it's so it, uh, instead it's so well sound designed and stuff like that. And it's like, well. It's this is better for the movie, Mike but was, if you're going for verisimilitude, not it wouldn't sound anything like this. this uh, there's a great there's a great moment right here. This little oh uh, hey, that's yeah. what the monster looks like. You yeah. Know, yeah. Does he reveal. have the same guy design all the monsters in his movies? Because they all look the same. Yes. Yeah. Neville Page. The the, the Star Trek and he must and he are, must be stopped. He's doing the same. Yeah. If we've noticed this, right? He's doing the same monster in all these movies. Yeah, we yeah. need to, Neville Page yeah. needs to knock it off because all, all he does is he makes <laughs> yeah. these he makes these, these weird lizard spiders, and it needs it's, with, come on with well, with, the, mouth, with like multi stage mouths. Yeah, multi stage mouths and weird fucking like shit pulsating like, on the like side like of flappy their heads. Head. Yeah. I, I actually love the Cloverfield design, but I like it less each time I see it yeah. in Super Eight <laughs> exactly. and Star Trek. And yeah. have you seen like, the Cloverfield monster like as a toy or something, just freestanding, like its actual proportions? It's a really like implausible looking critter. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the idea is that it came from the ocean depths, so or it came from outer came space. From space. Well, it dropped. See, it from, splashed out, but yeah. it's, a, it's an ocean creature. Yeah. Well, the, the idea. Creature. Well, here's the other whole thing that we can get into is the whole uh, the meteorite landing, the meteorite landing slash the extended backstory, right. augmented reality game, viral marketing. This is actually the, this is actually all a commercial for Pacific Rim, is what this is. Yeah. This is. But um, no one knew. Uh, yeah, so, uh, according to the you know the viral marketing expanded universe idea, this is a the creature actually came from the the depths of the ocean and was disturbed from its thousand year slumber by some oh. evil Japanese corporation guy, which I which think is, is supposed to be Slusho. The company uh, going. I don't to work know if it's Slusho, <laughs> but the uh, the um, uh, the tanker that yeah. that that explodes the 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 explosion we see at the beginning is that oil tanker that they yeah. later see on the on the Brooklyn Bridge and that has a uh, um some that that's a Japanese tanker as well it's got the name of some Japanese and it's corporation all connected, on it yeah. yeah but and i like that i mean i like the idea like like you were saying earlier that this is 
you know, this is this is a movie somewhere. There's a real movie, yeah. But this is someone's home movie of being in that movie, yeah. yeah. You know, it's dead. they've Rosencrantz and Guildenstern a non-existent monster movie, yeah, exactly. exactly. And and so they, there's a they have no idea what any of this is for, and that's and I'm totally cool with this that. Is, this, I love that. I love that aspect of it. I love that. This is this is the one movie I think of the of the whole mystery box thing where. I totally agree. Never explain it because these characters would never be in a position yeah. to find it out. They would never be in a position yeah. to know the story. Yeah. They, they're only able to know their part in it and their experience of it. And that's what we came to see. And I love that they did that here. I don't, I don't like that when we get the, the Uber story of other movies, they try and still pull that, you know, so, yeah. pull that tablecloth. It doesn't work. Most unbelievable part of this movie, the fact that he has cell phone reception in the subway. <laughs> yeah. subway no, tunnel. no way. During, during this, not yeah. even withstanding, just the fact he's in the subway. <laughs> it's one of those special but subway the, tunnels. But the scene of him having to tell his mom that yeah. his brother is dead is now, amazing. See, now, I, now, I'm in, now I'm on board. Yeah. Now I care. That's something I care more about than she won't bone me anymore. Yeah. No. That's, that's... Which, yeah. admittedly, bummer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, I feel your pain. Have a beer and get on with your life. Yeah, exactly. Let's do this. Uh, mom, he just got stepped on by... God knows what. It yeah. was a tentacle. There was <laughs> a tentacle that took down the Brooklyn Bridge. Have you ever seen a J.J. Abrams movie? Yeah. yeah it's kind of like, like that. I, I like... I, I, I like the shorthand, you know, the way where he said we were on the Brooklyn Bridge. It's like, that's the way people talk because he's like, I know you saw. Yeah, you're, I, yeah. I know you're you watching, saw I know you're watching. I know yeah. you know what happened and I know you know. It's like saying ref- I was at the Pentagon. Yeah, I'm referring yeah, yeah. to an ev- I'm not referring to a place. I'm referring to an event, <laughs> you know, even though, yeah. even as I say it. And although, shouldn't yeah. he say formally known as the Brooklyn <laughs> yeah. Bridge? No, he has to do the air quotes on the phone with his mom. <laughs> mom, I was on the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge. Bridge. You know, that thing that doesn't exist anymore as of 20 minutes ago. Yeah, you know what I would love to see? I would love to see like the cabin in the woods version of this, like the meta- <laughs> where, the, where the where the old gods come and start. Yeah, re- distra- you're in a monster they, movie. You're like, why are we, we are seeing that? Who knows? It's like if that if Fran Kranz had just shot that bitch <laughs> or the other way around, this wouldn't be happening right now. This is the sequel to Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, this is what go. happens immediately thereafter. The but I, I, I guess what I'm out. saying is I would love to see the Bradley Whitford half of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Whitford going, well, we just fucking got to kill him. And, we did and get a tiny glimpse of it. I, you were talking about suspension around. of disbelief. I, I, my suspension of disbelief isn't, doesn't uh, come from the sound design. I certainly understand what you're saying. But the fact is like, wow, I, I, it may be true, but I kind of have a hard time imagining that, that there's this much firepower just waiting to start rolling down the streets of New York City. Yeah, that's um, true. Much, much less. That didn't take them long to get the one that town. really, the one that really kind of gets me is like in two hours, the, uh, the military sets up one hell of a command post in a department store. Yeah. Um, including, including banks of screens that look like they're at NASA. And I was like, Hey, really? And, and what are they, what's on those screens? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what, what do they have those for? Yeah. And special detonation tents. Yeah. They special, that, they <laughs> although right. wouldn't it be cool if that was actually, part of military spending where on all the major cities where something huge might happen that affects more than a million people they just have like a warehouse full of res- like response r- supplies not like water and shit but screens extra missiles <laughs> yeah, you know, explosives with, guys, I, lots and lots and lots well, of Ethernet cables I hope they do of also, talk about and actually another good yeah. I, 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 hope, I hope they do have at least a little bit set aside for 
monster attacks. They're Actually, like, who knows? Yeah, we're just, just, just it's, it's, it's a fraction of our budget, but we yeah. do have a line item there. Like you're just going through the, you're like, you're doing like the inventory on the warehouse. It's your first day on the job, and you go in, and there's a bear trap that's about the size of a Volkswagen. <laughs> What's that? What's for? that for? Well, we don't know yet. We have about four contingency plans where that would come into play. <laughs> uh, the uh, it's like the self destruct button on the SRB booster. It's exactly. Like, well, it's like well, it's we like, don't think we're gonna need to blow them, but you never know. It's the premise of that the TV show that didn't last more than a season, but it was kind of an intriguing idea that showed threshold that was on a couple seasons ago where mm. this this girl wrote like a paper you know just like a sort of a thought piece about what if this kind of you know alien invasion with these certain parameters were to happen and thereby became the expert when and it happened. happened so when it happened you know the government said well get her in because she's already thought about this shit so <laughs> she's she was the like, only what? one who has she's like what if this is actually happening that's so, sort of the uh, that's sort of the way the uh, sort of the premise or the setup for the book Sphere by Michael Crichton too that's true yeah, actually it is yeah the um, and, and maybe he, he's the guy who like, wrote about something like this that. happening actually well I think we it, this is something here this is kind of dove sphere by the way dovetails a whole bunch of uh, of thought processes all together um the movie that you were describing earlier where you said you wanted to see a movie that was like this but wasn't stuck with found footage um you want to see the united 62 version of this yeah, yeah, yeah. United ninety three. United ninety three. There yeah, you go. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I guess, sorry, pardon yes, me that's for right. the wrong. That's exactly right. Because yeah. you know, it has that. Paul you Greengrass are, is clear. You are though. their feel, but it's yeah. not oh. like through cameras. But it is, you know. Or even Brian, like Brian was saying, with like the long extension, the the extended uh, sequences in Children of Men that Quran did, like that yeah. kind of yeah. that feeling. Of those, being well, like, those felt camera y because, but but you know, United ninety three had that vibe of like you're always sort of right. in, in yeah, the yeah. group and just sort of being a you're someone's POV, just not someone's view POV through a camera, right? But you feel like the camera metaphor is still there yeah it's just you know it's just it's, being it's shot a, more like more intimate yeah but the other reason that i was thinking of united 93 just now is this, again is and it ties into what i was saying about how oh so we've got tanks ready to start rolling down fifth avenue um united 93 shows because by depicting a real event and the real results of 9-11 how you know the really insane contingencies in movies we are not prepared for you know 90 half of 93 is about can we scramble fighters no we cannot scramble fighters we cannot shoot down those. We have four hours of notice and we can't shoot those jetliners down for 17 reasons. And, and it's really an interesting thing. It's not, but it's not something that you want to see or do. And people are so conditioned from movies that they, you know, that that makes sense. Hey, like, Brian, oh, real the, quick, can you scramble the fighters? There's a, yeah, no, that there's a, that there's That's, a monster um, in the streets of New York that, oh, well, then they'll roll out tanks. Well, the tanks are in upstate New York. Yeah. yeah. So give, 50, them a, give them a week. They're 50 miles out in an armory up in upstate New York. They're not parked in the fire station. So the, that's uh that's basically the, the main point behind the black Swan book. And then Asib Taleb is yeah. his whole, I, you know, his whole concept that you, has been trying to impress upon the world for years before the financial collapse. And he was the one, one of the very few before the financial collapse saying someday this shit is going to fall apart and nobody is ready. And he was the only one that was prepared at all. And he's a very rich man now as a result, but (laughs) he was like there, we have four things. It's kind of like the Rumsfeld thing. There are things that we know. There are things that we don't know, but we don't, we know that we don't know them. There are things, basically the fourth quadrant is You're, you're almost there. Yeah. I forget what the third one is, but no, the, the unknown, unknown. Yeah, that's the fourth quadrant. Is there are things that we don't know, and the dangerous part is that we don't know that we don't right. know them. And so there's things we know we know. There's things we don't know that we know. There's things we don't know we know, and there's things we yes, don't know we don't know. Exactly. And so the it's perfectly valid, and nobody does it in the world, but it's perfectly valid and necessary to go. This this is for an emergency. I have no idea, and I, it's a complete failure of my imagination 
for what I could possibly use it for <laughs> in that emergency, but I have it anyway. But I need a bear trap the size of a microbus. That's so, what I need. And so, I can't think of any reason that I would need it. That's why I have it. So the, pro- <laughs> so the problem is for people, as far as people's perceptions in movies like this, is people are just sort of conditioned to go, because of movies, and, and it spills over into real life too, they, you know, they go, well, why don't they just X? It was like, because they're not ready for this you know like no one no yeah. one has we didn't we're complaining about tax dollars for health care yeah you want you want to pass through congress the what if there's a giant kaiju attack bill <laughs> <laughs> well no it'd be an acronym but first of all yeah exactly it's like it's like you want to try to get funding for your we need 10 billion dollars just in case godzilla is real yeah yeah you know it's like we we you know that's Although, if schwarzenegger I'm was trying president to figure, i'm trying to figure out what the because it would be kaiju the kaiju act the kaiju <laughs> act i'm trying to figure out what it would well, if they we only passed the kaiju act of, of 2017 we would have been all set but you know of course you always have to wait for the kaiju to actually attack before you'll do your pacific rim project which is what actually what celeb talks about is like the fact that we these things always have to happen and then we prepare for them yeah. after the fact which is completely worthless <laughs> right but that's but at the same time it's like it's completely worthless to prepare for everything that could possibly happen true yeah, too. yeah, yeah kaiju yeah. response appropriation uh prompt Crap! <laughs> the crap bill. So anyway, just jumping back to the movie real quick. This uh, this sec- this section that we've been through right here, um, which we totally talked about. The, 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 yeah, the critter attack in the subway is. I think it's one of the most successful sequences because yeah. it's you know it's good and scary and creepy and and like oh my god what the hell and the fact that they actually just ripped her to shreds yeah. you know and she's going to slowly die for the rest of the the time she's with us is uh, you know and then she's actually kind of still kind of cool like oh she really was the one that was a shame she was <laughs> yeah. a keeper. Too. Yeah, she was. A it's a shame she exploded. Yeah. But uh, there was there was Lizzie the Kaplan uh, is my one. Aww. Yeah, she's there, there was a bit. Uh, she was talking about. She said good things with oh, the uh, with before the, she exploded. Oh, with oh, the nice. It's worse. <laughs> Just before she exploded. Sorry, she said, Mike. Tell Brian. <laughs> and the rest I didn't quite get. What are the odds that would happen again? Yeah, <laughs> they always explode. They always explode. Recombinant Kaplan. With the uh, with, anyway, with the night vision, I I don't know about anyone else, but I I'm like oh as soon as he turns it on, we're yeah, well, you know that's, 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 that's a telegram. <laughs> did but, uh, yeah. did uh, descent was descent before or after? Because descent uh, did the same trick. Descent was, was before. before. I think descent was like five six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Descent and descent did it really well too. Yeah, descent descent did well, it amazing. I mean, yeah, they nailed it. Yeah, and uh, you could even go further back to Silence of the Lambs or true. Oh sure, yeah. Know, anything else? Um, yeah, if you're ever in a situation where rats are running in a direction, <laughs> yeah. get to yeah. outrun them. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly my thought. Everyone's like, the rats are running this is that weird way. And What's and going gross. on? I don't know. Let's turn on the light. No, no, no. Get ahead of the rats. Yeah. So far, the rats have survived. Get ahead <laughs> yeah. of them. <laughs> and that's what it's not hard to outrun a rat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So do it. It always reminds me of, I don't remember the episode. I think it, maybe it was the mist, but at one point, Jake Lloyd was talking about it. It was like, the mist, yeah. I, some, I, I can imagine needing a flashlight. Yeah. I can imagine needing a gun. I cannot imagine ever putting myself in a situation where I'm going to need both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've just made some bad choices if that's the situation <laughs> yeah. you're in. Honestly, though, I was saying the, the other day, I like. Um, I, I mentioned on Twitter I was I was going out I just needed to get something out of my car and it was late at night and so normally I just walk out there but I, there happened to be a flashlight I'm like oh a flashlight or no actually I, I walked out and then I like 
heard something in the bushes and I was like, yeah. And I'm like, I, I know it's a raccoon or something, but I just need to, you know, <laughs> no, just get a you know I need to dazzle I, it or whatever if it tries to come at me because it's rabbit or whatever. You had that moment up to like utmost like horror movie terror where you're like, I, I know it's about to happen. I had, well, I had the moment where I'm going out and I'm shining the light around just making sure that, you know, that there's not a rabid, you know, animal about to bite my ankle or whatever. And, but as I'm shining the light around, I'm having the horror movie moment where I'm like, there's this little spot of light and it's going to sh- just, <laughs> just fall on something right before it eats my face. <laughs> and yeah, and it's, like, ah! it's waiting for me to reveal it in the spotlight before it comes at me. And I, and I was saying, I was like, I would be less freaked out if it were completely dark than I am right now having a light. Trey, talk about being conditioned by the way movies work. It's just like, I just know that whenever I shine this flashlight over it, it's going to yeah, look at me for a second and jump. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's that me. extra level as a movie fan, as a screenwriter, filmmaker, whatever, where you go, I know better. Yeah, I know yeah, better exactly. than this. I shouldn't. If, if, I, I, if I was sitting in the theater, I'd be saying, you idiot. Exactly. Yeah. What are you doing right Bitch, now? Bitch, she's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it was scary. I'm like, and it, it was like, I'm freaking myself out because I'm like, it's just the residential street. There's not even, there hasn't even been like, you know, like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm the cold open, obviously. Yeah, you I haven't heard any stories about this. You're the first two minutes of Law and Order right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, because I haven't heard about it yet. I'm the one that happens to first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, I, I am patient zero for the raccoon apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they um, see. So, I feel like they, they they brought in all the all those lost in space computers for some reason. Now some are laptops, yes, but they've even got looks like they've got you know computer banks going back. They're there. playing yeah. Artemis, man. That's, yeah, tell, that guy there's playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I say Galaga. I know it's Galaga. It's, Galaga. It's, it's still funny though. <laughs> He's playing Bejeweled on a, like a yes, old console. Bejeweled Blitz, Capcom Damn it. game. Damn yeah. it. Now, to their credit, the CDC has actually conducted exercises where they simulated a zombie outbreak. Yes. Just because it served as a useful model for, like, if we have a yeah. horrible, oh, horrible pandemic. Just a, it's like, okay, just, just something that's so insane that we don't have, you know, yeah. that we have to deal with. Oh, by the way, I, this is an interesting factoid. I, I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if anyone listening were they, knows Were they it, fast or cool. slow zombies? Zombies. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But this idea was <laughs> It's important. That's the first question you asked. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> what you should do is, is always World prepare World for Z the fast ones so then at least you've, you're like, you've basically cleared the higher level. Because yeah. you know if you can take out the zombies, you're fucking zombies, come on. I, they're, they're lurching. Yeah. No, but here's an interesting thing. Do you know what the distinction is between later. an epidemic Bye. and a pandemic? The scale, isn't it? A pandemic is just an ongoing forever thing, isn't it? Uh, epidemic refers to speed. Pandemic yeah. refers to numbers. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. An epidemic, or it might have that exactly backwards. No, I no, think no, no, you're no, right. That sounds, sounds right. right. Sounds right. But right. pandemic refers to how fast it uh, it go, it moves. If it's on or the how next, widespread, it's not widespread. Yeah, because when you say pan, you're talking about the right. world. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's one of them is breadth, and one of them is intensity. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, epidemic epidemic is like oh my god, it's spreading. Yeah. Pandemic is oh my god, China's gone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, the idea that's i mean that's the i mean sort of those words were applied actually quite a while ago uh, to talk about aids it's like aids is basically transition it's no longer an epidemic it's not a pandemic it's it's yeah. part of our lives it's never going away um unless we can find a vaccine for it or something like smallpox and get rid of it but it's basically it's so entrenched in the population globally now i wonder if there's that it's just part of part of life there's what there's epidemiology i wonder if there's pandemiology must uh, be I think uh, epi- I, I think the epi refers the ro- to a different. It's different. a different root, yeah. yeah. So you're a different root. <laughs> your mom's a different pandemic. <laughs> that's why we call your mom pandemic because she's everywhere, man. <laughs> oh, she's just part of the that's culture. A sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much like one out of ten people will catch your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a good news, bad news kind of a thing. <laughs> 
Anyway. So here we are setting up our, our plot point for the third act here. Although I do find this a little hard to believe where he's like, hey, man, you know what? Fuck it. Get out of here. Go on. Yeah. Sure. Go on. I don't doubt like, that that would I, happen. I just doubt that he would spend as much time saying it. Yeah, out I, here. I, yeah. That, that's it. He's like, if he's like, if you want to go, go. Fuck. He I would care. say, yeah, the whole idea, like, but if you can get to these choppers, it's like, I, that part I would leave out. <laughs> you know, which obviously they have to say it because that's the plot point. But it's, yeah, I totally agree. Like, yeah, it's a mess. If you'd like to go back out, I will happily open the door for you. That, you're you're one less bag. That yeah, I have to that's worry the about. that's the end of our transaction. If that's if you feel that strongly about it, you are free to go. Uh, but to say, but. If you make it to Central Park, the area is still known oh, as Central she's Park. She's gone through the whole movie. In she's heels. gone through the whole movie in heels. Good job, you. Well, that's why she deserves to live, which she's the only one yeah. who does. <laughs> I was talking about that the other night when I was watching this with someone. We're like, heels okay, and party dress. Basically, your options in that situation are: do you go all the way, like running and screaming around New York? Barefoot, barefoot yeah or in heels it's like well until you get to the leaning building i think you do the heels yeah. once you get to the leaning building that's when you go barefoot maybe I think. you go barefoot or you know you, you borrow someone's sneakers maybe yeah. yeah reach into a closet i don't think marlene is using hers yeah they were just well, in the well, department that's a, store that's the joke <laughs> that's exactly that's true. that <laughs> yeah. i would have totally seen her just like you know yoink some sneakers would and, have been a nice plot point uh, yeah and that's a uh, this is a great i love this just yeah, a this great visual great oh, wow. the horse and carriage with no one in it yeah that horse is fucking retarded. He's like, okay, they, I'm just gonna that's keep. Uh, but that, that, that that's was actually that was the trailer. Day forty three. Yeah, they still don't yeah. suspect that I'm a horse. That's a good yeah. justification for the plot point of we have to go. We have to go. No, no. We ha- I have to do this one thing here first, which they do several times through this movie. And every time you're like, no, you moron, yeah. fucking yeah. run for your like, lives. No, I would totally buy like, no, you do need some sneakers. Yeah. You need some sensible. Give footwear. me thirty seconds to find <laughs> flats, please. Yeah. So yeah, here we are into the the big set piece, which again is again if you if you if you buy it, you just go okay, fine. Then wow, they execute it pretty well. Although there is the there is the rather funny scene coming up in the hallway where they they do the Star Trek pantomime, where they're like, oh, this hallway is so tilted, and they're like <laughs> throwing themselves against the walls. But uh, but overall, this is a pretty and and again. Of all the of all the tracking moments when they get up on the roof and they're like on the roof but they swing out and they see the monster and they see the city I'm like God damn you crazy mofos with your tracking shots yeah this is insane I do like it's, I think those are my two favorite moments with with HUD are right at the beginning where you where you were talking about he's going towards Marlene and then no and it just aborts right and then th- this moment right here where he's like well if we get up on the other one we can probably get cross <laughs> yes. over on the roof and he's like oh wait no 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 yeah. don't do that. bad idea we're not doing that <laughs> totally that was t- the that was the one moment the other night when I watched this where I was like I like HUD right there yeah yeah no, no ah, fucking why did, do I talk did, I totally didn't mean that yeah that was a bad thing I just said she's got her she's, she's, her off. she's taking him off now. Wow, and he, and he does. Mum, he is mumbling to himself. He's like the fucking the one time they listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like theorizing about the whole thing. Yeah, it, they, they, yeah. The other Which thing is, is fine. Like, you know, he's being sort of the voice of the audience there, and and you know that's that makes sense. Look, I I don't he's, think I've got like fifty stories to climb. So I don't think I've made the point clearly enough yet. There is no word in no, the English language not. strong enough <laughs> to explain how much nope. <laughs> yeah. Under no set of circumstances. I can't believe that they nope. I can't believe that they tried the elevators. It was like no. Even Just, if the, no, I'm not. Even I, if they do work, what, I'm get not them. getting in that elevator. That's that's certain doom. Yeah. There's no way I'm getting in, in a building Plus, in, in a, a city where the power's going on and off. No. Yeah, not even set all that aside. Ever been in an elevator that leans like the St. Louis Arch or something well, like that? Well, they're not in the leaning building yet. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, that, they're in, that's the, they're in anyway. the okay building so far. Okay. If which they were taking the elevator, any second be pushed over by the le- building that's leaning against it. That's true too. 
Have you ever been up in the St. Louis Arch before, any of you guys? No. I know. You go up in. A, I'm the, curious about how the elevator the, works. It's it basically. I you know, understand. Obviously, the there's only two ways up, yeah. uh, and there's an elevator on each side, I think. And basically, you sit in a little sort. It's like a spherical thing, and it goes up, and it just sort of it's tilting, it tilting, and tilting, and, and it stops there, and it rotates back to you know even keel, and then it goes up again, and tilt, and tilt, and tilt. Like it's on these rails that just it would end up at a 90 degree turn at the bottom of it, or at the top of it by the time I got up there. But every you know, you know, 10 degrees, it stops, and the whole elevator. Right, and then just you're, and you keep doing they've that. Got a, they've it's got, horrifying. They've got a similar thing. That's that's weird that they couldn't engineer that better. To be yeah. honest, well, I guess it's an older. There's no other way but, to do well, it. Well, no, but in uh, you did in, it continuously in, in as, Stockholm, as, they yeah, have as a, opposed to like just keeping it like yeah. on a bearing that it is, in, it's in, just yeah, constantly gimbal. In Stockholm, they they have a big dome. I don't I don't remember uh, what it is specifically, but they've it's like in the center of the city, so you can go up to mm-hmm. the top. And is it, it is the, the uh, Stockholm syndrome? No. <laughs> Hi-ya. Good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> the uh, but but the but the elevator goes up along the curve, and it's it's like yeah, it's like a sphere, and it it, it constantly does, rotates. It just, it, it's constantly yeah. rotating on the way up, so it's it's remaining uh, not the arch, uh, or maybe upright. I mean maybe they've changed it since. That was like ten years ago, but it was just like you know tilting, tilting, tot, right, <laughs> tilt, 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 tilt. Right, it was freaky. I kind of want to go on that. And then yeah, I know. I, I heard that's how it worked. I've never been to St. Louis. So this is some good stuff here. Yeah. So there's just the sh- shots of the city and everything else. Like, wow, I'm just, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm humming the visual effects right now. <laughs> I've always, In the chat room, Spork says Cloverfield is the alternate ending to Watchmen. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I always, um, I was, I was struck by they, they almost did it, and I wish they, they pushed it a little bit more. It may just be, um, accidental, but given J.J. Abrams, maybe not. Um, the like the jet planes and the helicopters are almost like the the barrels in jaws it's like every time you're walking around and suddenly there's a helicopter overhead it's like oh shit oh, it's because the monster is right here we're, we're ground zero again yeah golly you always I, have an I experience here where you see like a helicopter and a searchlight and you're like mm. yeah well exactly yeah. you have that experience it's like you're walking around and then there's a helicopter and the searchlight yeah like yeah. brushes over you in this situation you're like yeah. oh, oh great fuck. of course for the helicopter guy he's like you in your backyard he's just like ah! oh it's just michael yeah <laughs> that's why i always like smile and wave like hello i am not in any way running away from you Hi. <laughs> i just pulled out my pants Wave my arms into a helicopter. Yeah. Hey guys! But um, no need to send. There the was cops uh, after just me. last week. There was a, a high speed car chase motorcycle. A guy motorcycle, and he went like from the 134 onto the the 170 north. And so like literally half a dozen police helicopters in formation flew right over my <laughs> wow. apartment. Wow. But yeah, I, I I almost wish they played that up a little more so that there were there are moments. It's basically where like it's this movie's equivalent of the Jaws theme star. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're, yeah, but like, but that uh-oh. they're if they became aware of it, so they're you know they're working on something and they're like, okay, we got to like, like this this whole thing with the the rebar. They're like, okay, we got to get this done. We'll be very we got to be very careful. And then oh shit! And there's like three or four of them. They're all like hovering right outside really fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need to get the hell out of here. They're all like hovering right outside the window, and they like they're you can you. You could even do that, like in the background. You just see the th- like the helicopters are back there, and you're going, "Oh shit!" And then you see that they're all sort of changing their aim to like kind of move, like, and they're like, "Oh god, it's yeah. coming right here!" <laughs> oh god, oh great! Just like in the background, they don't even see it, but the audience can see that that's happening yeah. in the background. That'd be cool. that'd be really cool. So they uh, actually mentioned uh, this movie, uh, of course, has no music. Yeah, um, which is another you know bold choice to make nowadays. Is yeah. like, all right, we're going to commit that we don't have any any music whatsoever. Um, they make up for it in the credits where it becomes super monster movie. Yeah, they go, they go. It's like it's like someone's cover of a of a Godzilla theme <laughs> yeah. at the end. It's, well, it's uh, Giacchino's cover of a Godzilla. Yeah, theme. it totally is. So uh, it's 
it finally turns into a Godzilla movie when it's over. But we'll get to hear 10 minutes of that, so it's awesome. Yeah. But this is a, you know, this is a pretty decent looking scene. It's like, dude, put the camera down you know, Come help. conveniently so that we don't have to actually dwell on the yeah. horrifying thing. Yeah. Um, she's got a, uh, she, she ends up with a, uh, a Starship Troopers wound pretty much there. It's like, yeah. You've got a massive puncture wound through your upper body, but you're going to be fine to walk around for the rest of the movie. Yeah. You'll and walk a little slower than normal, but otherwise, come on. You're a little bit more aerodynamic. Yeah, yeah. you don't seem to have a problem using your arm or anything. It's like it's death fun. becomes her. She's just like walking out of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hold on. Hold still. I can look straight through you. Hey, Brian. I can use it like yeah. a camera obscura. All right. Here's your task. It's that building as is, real world. You have to go to the top and then all the way back down from the leaning building, okay? No. Would you, would you do no, that? that's would not you, okay. Would you, do yeah. that? would you do that for $1 million? No. Ten? Ten million dollars. You have no idea. It might fall. There's. It's. It's that. It's that situation. Is there a monster still rampaging? Because I think <laughs> no, that's no, no, the no. ante for it's me. It's just the next day. Monster's dead. Oh, okay. Ten million dollars to go up one, down over the roof, and down the other for. 10 I million. need more specific odds on whether or not the building would collapse. <laughs> You're looking at it. You don't get the odds. Yeah, yeah, just, you just right. get the prize. Um, Ten million dollars. I'd do it. Ten. <laughs> I would. All right. I might do it for ten. All right. Seven. Not for one, but I do it for ten. <laughs> now we've established now, what you are, we just have to figure out a price. Now we're haggling. Okay. <laughs> Would you sleep with me for ten million dollars? Yes. Well, now we've established what you are. We just have to negotiate a price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, I wouldn't. Ah, shit. Maybe <laughs> I would. Ten min. No. No. Wouldn't do it. Oh, here we go. Her- helicopter is here. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I do like I do like her response after they finally you know she talking about not knowing what's going on. She didn't have a clue until just now, and she was like, "What is that?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the monster. Yeah, so. the, yeah. It was oh, it wasn't an earthquake or nothing. It was a whole other thing actually that's happening. I right just now. thought my building septic tank. Yeah, blew up. I, I uh, thought nine eleven no. basically was what I was thinking. But uh, you tell me, monster. Okay. Well, the, you least, know they they we actually get several good looks at the at the monster throughout the movie. Oh yeah, yeah we, we don't we don't get the you know the nice close up you know thing until the very end. But there are plenty of moments where we're like. No, that's just, that's what the thing looks like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we got these guys too, the fleas. I always think of them as the fleas. Dog-sized fleas. Yeah. And the Cloverfield monster is the dog. That's my justification. Yeah, the movie doesn't ever say, but they just, they, they apparently just, they fall off it. Yeah, they're yeah. parasites you know, on they, them. They're just like these little the parasites. I they're like babies, like on a spider. Like when you, when you like kill a spider. But it could be that too. It could be that too. Who knows? But, uh, you know, the fact that they're just like, oh God, this is all we need is, you know, it's, it's just a, you know, a way to up the jeopardy it's like if, as long as the monster isn't here we're probably fine no it's not that simple I'm afraid yeah. that there are these other things as well that makes that makes sense I love there's something there. there's something specifically and it's weird to say but there's something about the way double negative like simulates and creates explosions that's it's really it's a fluid thing it's really yeah they, they, their particular kind of flavor of explosion is really um, are, I, I like it juicy. I like it a lot yeah it's really juicy it's, it's fun to look viscous. at viscous it looks hot and poisonous <laughs> yeah it looks like a gas explosion a gasoline explosion so yeah oh, oh. Godzilla shots ouch yeah exactly that was a Monty Python shot I, they they do pretty well with the uh, the the whip pans used as cuts. Yeah, it's it's very the, most of them. Most the of integration them, works really well. amazing. Like yeah. I obviously I'm not a, you know a professional visual effects <laughs> artist like you guys, but I see no seams whatsoever. Yeah, no, I, no there's there's well, as far as yeah putting the effects into the shots is mind boggling. Yeah, so there you go, there you go, sweetie. You get to live. You'll be the only one. Yeah, 
As far as we know, I mean, we assume, we assume she makes it. Well, yeah. Well, doesn't her helicopter blow up here in a second? I guess it's a different one, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, didn't like that I, I, I remember on first viewing, I assumed that I know that happens. In the helicopter world. that the camera guy goes into goes down. Yeah, yeah. Well, that well no, see. but there's another one. Yeah, right here. No, no, okay. no. Maybe it's, maybe it's it, a second later. Something. Yeah, there is a helicopter crash. I do think you're right, but uh, I don't. Think, the right. helicopter yeah, this, crash. There's that this one, one, but that one's this one. Oh, this one no, they they get on landing. This, this is yeah, one they get landing. on this okay. one, and then yeah. once they're up in the air, they see another one come down. That's yeah. I think yeah. that's what it was. So we don't know for sure if it's if yeah. it's her or not. But I need closure. Yeah. That's right. We want to know. I think whatever well, they, they would have been like, oh God, Lily, or something. If they yeah. if that was supposed to be her uh, copter, right. just them asking again because the whole point is they know they don't know. Right. They don't know anything. They don't know anything. This, this is stuff. a great it's shot. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That wasn't a helicopter. That that's was a, one of the vehicles. That's a thing. Like a tank or something. It's like Getting throwing something. Thrown. And I like the, you know, just a shout out to Tippett Studio here. I like the, you know, the, the characterization of the monster where the monster is just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Yeah. They, ah, they talk just, about that. They say, you know. It's just running and fleeing and screaming and like, you know, I, I just want to go home. Well, I, yeah. They created a, you know, they created a mindset for for the monster other than just wreck thing are I like, it's like this shot where it's uh, it trying the to building. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the mindset of the of the monster and it's animated this way is that it's a newborn that's separated from its mother and it just has this horrible separation anxiety <laughs> yeah, it, it it's like I just want mommy where's it just mommy doesn't understand anything that's happening right yeah. now which which means there's like a Grendel thing going on where there's something yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's, there's something your, bigger there's your Cloverfield too it's yeah mom's revenge which would be worse psychologically for you? Fall, uh, crashing in a helicopter or crashing in a plane? The helicopter. helicopter. Because you have... Cause the you, spin. You're just spinning be, and yeah. you hear the... Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah. God, oh, God, yeah. oh, God, I, oh, God, oh, God. I, I have fewer I'm options a, in, a, in a crashing helicopter. You can still survive it, but yeah. uh, planes planes have a lot more options when it comes to losing power. I am have been an aviation enthusiast for, for a very long time and know at least something about how uh, aircraft work. The fact that helicopters work boggles my yeah. mind. In, clearly, on there's a visceral wiz- level. There's wizardry involved day. in helicopters. Like, to me, a helicopter is the most spitting in God's eye that human <laughs> beings have ever done. Yeah. Like, Bernoulli's principle is for jerks. This thing just hovers there. Yeah. Yeah. You know that thing about the bumblebees where yeah. the, the wings are not big enough? For me, that, for me the thing it. about helicopters is like there are so many points of failure in this. Yeah. There so many like, little delicate yeah, points exactly. of failure. Yeah, exactly. It's like if that thing doesn't work anymore or that part doesn't work anymore or that part goes away or that part breaks or Any, that part malfunctions. If some asshole shoots a rubber band into it, yeah. we're going down. Yeah. Any machine that has the t- phrase dead man's curve associated with it, <laughs> Don't go near that machine. Yeah, I've never, I've I've been flying. My you know my dad used to uh, work kind of all over all over the world, so sometimes he'd take us with him. So I've been traveling and flying my whole life. I've never been nervous in planes. Just thinking about getting in a helicopter <laughs> makes me nervous. Actually, I actually have been in a helicopter a couple times, and yeah. there is just the okay. There's a there's a wonderful cowboy yeehaw you know spinning yeah. god's eye vibe to it it's a yeah. sky jet ski and the whole time i'm like i'm just waiting for it to fall just i know it's gonna end badly i know we're gonna die in this thing it can't possibly work all the time <laughs> do you know how helicopters work basically you know an airplane has wings and you flow through the air so the air goes over the wings in a certain way just so, attach it to the wings and spin them somebody went you know what what if instead of moving the plane through the moving air. the wings through the air we move the just the wings on top, and we'll just spin the wings really fast. So here's our beauty shot of Mr. Monster Kid. I'm in directly below the monster's taint. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think he doesn't see me yet, so everything's totally cool. Although I will say, for this moment to exist, the separation anxiety behavior doesn't really. No. It yeah. It's not consistent. Are you my mother? <laughs> that's right. He's like, hello. Yeah. What's in is, your wallet? Yeah, that's that's actively malicious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he just didn't like HUD, man, and yeah. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> then we get like pieces of HUD. Yeah. Oh, pieces of HUD sounds like it'd be like a nice Woody yeah. Allen movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Pieces of HUD. I like this. I, th- I love thing. the touch of the focus. <laughs> yeah, the focus is like. Wait, what's going on? What am I? That's, a, that's a good camera. Did you just anthropomorphize yeah. the focus? Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> That's what that's what autofocus does. Although this hasn't so, been an autofocus. Movie this is this is the point at which you go. Seriously, they they still hung on to the camera. You know, that's yeah. this is the hardest jump in that uh, in that regard. They have to for HUD. It's what yeah, you it's what he would have wanted, man. The, the fact that they turned it on here, I could see it if they just you know doing their Blair Witch confession into it. If the camera just came back on at True. that point, then I yeah. can see that. But but right here, I'm kind of like, well, I don't know about that. But it's I mean, I understand you know, filmically, it's to show where they went, you right. or geographically. They, they seem to be in that place formerly called Central Park. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you were paying attention to the beginning of the movie, you're going, oh, okay. Yeah. This, I think we're getting toward the end here. <laughs> they landed in Central Park, and uh, I don't think they're getting out. Yeah, I don't think Central Park is. According to that card, it is no longer a thing. Yes. <laughs> so. Remember that thing Central Park used to have? Well, not so much. Do we have artillery that's like you would be useful in this situation? I mean, I guess you could throw missiles at it, but could you get missile lock on something like this? They were trying. It depends to. if it depends on what the creature's physiology is. If it's but if it's like warm, yeah, that's, is that enough for a heat seeking missile? Must be not. Right? It's it would be depends on how warm. Yeah, because yeah, like heat seeking missiles heat-seeking are is like, like looking for like jet engines. Yeah, it's like trying to find yeah. something that's like three thousand degrees. I mean, you wouldn't if again retro retro engineering is. I wouldn't I wouldn't create heat seeking weaponry that targets body heat. That yeah, seems like a bad, bad idea. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, it's going to Dallas. It's going to yeah, Dallas. Oh, 90 degrees, that's me. I'm going for that. Zing. <laughs> it's like I was, I was saying this to Brian the other day. I actually talked to a guy. Chickens is on it like, <laughs> one of my favorite conceits in movies that's so, it's 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 a trope that uh, I would love to try and wipe out because it's so prevalent is the whole idea. Oh my God, we have to disarm the nuclear bomb. Um, I actually met a guy who worked at Minot Air Force Base where they deactivate nuclear bombs. Uh-huh. Um, he says, this this makes and it makes perfect sense if you think about it for eight seconds. You know what the easiest thing in the world to do is to deactivate a nuclear bomb. <laughs> because if you were a guy building a nuclear bomb as you know a smart person, wouldn't you make it extremely easy to yeah. make it not explode? Well, sure enough, that's how they do it. It's not like it's not like they're making like an IED or some shit. It's yeah, like ah, it's, we're gonna get him no matter like, what. Like oh, I pity the poor fucker who has to take this apart later. It's like well, he's gonna be one of our people if that's the case. There yeah. are seventy-five <laughs> buttons on a nuclear bomb. And all 75 of them turn it off. All 75 of them say off. <laughs> exactly. He says it's like there's no, there's no, if you, a seven-year-old could open up a nuclear bomb, bomb casing and think, I think I'll just turn this switch off. I'll cut this wire. I think we're good. It's hard to get them to blow up. And that's the whole point of a nuclear war. Yeah. It's like an actual nuclear bomb comes with an exposed wire already. And there's actually <laughs> yeah. like wire cutters and one of them is welded to it. And yeah, ex- the, it's the yeah. wire is in there. It's All almost you have to do is that go, civil. Thunk. Like a big switch that just says off. Don't ever explode. No, that's that's it. Yeah. Off forever. Off forever. <laughs> we'll have to build then, a new one. And then, a, and then a number. We were built. And yeah. then a number to call to have someone pick it up. That's yeah. the deal. So, no, dude, getting rid of one of those, it's like getting rid of a mattress. There's just no right way to do it. Eventually, you just have to put yeah. it on the street and hope that no one else fucks with it. So, anyway, so so yeah, the idea that uh, you know, hobo is using my nuke now. We're we're so we're so like screwed with this creature. I I I, I question the thought process of 
seriously nuking manhattan is i mean at yeah. what point like, do you seriously do you really get to that point and and i, I and but anyway but how much damage the story wise what they do? do here i think is you know this ending is like wow that's a, that's a good punch you know the fact yeah. that right in the middle of saying i love you and like blap that's there's your that's your yeah. story so on the right hand side very right close very, very closely yeah you see the thing drop there it is right there it is blam something so the, the actual idea is according to the viral marketing is that that's some satellite that crashed from the evil corporation oh, it's yeah. really the, the actual explanation based on the viral marketing is actually Again, they, stupid yeah. they never had to actually connect the dots anyway yeah. Yeah. it's all I'm happy you're ignoring that yeah. Yeah. being like just some fucking shit happened and, and something who caught, popped out of space in, yeah, and then in the this chat, happened yeah. in the chat Braden says the satellite crashes Japanese send a sub to retrieve it and they awaken the creature Ah, is, sure. the, is nope. the idea but none of that's in the movie yeah, yeah. alright well, that's fine you know that's that's cool well so. you know it's not it's not one I'm going to revisit because it annoys me too much <laughs> but it's a really great idea for a movie and it kind of bums me out that I don't like it more because I would love to love this movie I would also love to love this piece of music right here because in a second Giacchino has his one thing which I think is called Monster uh, where he plays this he wrote one piece for the movie that plays in the credits and uh, it's very, very like old universal monster movie sort of yeah. throwbacky sort of thing. Uh, and I don't actually dig it that much, which is weird because I tend to like Giacchino's stuff. But um, eleven, yay, represent. Any case, Cloverfield is impressive as all fuck. Uh, the only thing that requires more adjectives to explain than how impressive Cloverfield is is how much <laughs> I'm not going in that goddamn skyscraper. <laughs> and that's saying something, Brian. Yeah, um, I, I I think we hit it. I I do agree with the the beginning, and it hadn't really popped out at me until. <laughs> Pace yourself, Brian. We have nine more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go to the end of the does credits. It, does this it, is going to be one of the very few movies where we probably will end before the movie yeah. has actually ended. Um, exactly. Does it count? Does it count as us abandoning the movie? Yeah, and still got ten minutes of credits. Mike, I love you. <laughs> you guys didn't watch a whole fifteen percent of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's great, and I think we've covered all of it. I would love to see Cloverfield two or more of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Clover's will field. And honestly, two Clover, two field. Yeah, <laughs> the Cloverfielding. All Clovers led to this. Honestly, I would like to see uh, <laughs> that without the found footage conceit, because I really think it's unnecessary. Like the green grass Quran version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Children of Men version of this. Just do that over and over and over again, and oh, I'll be happy. And let's all have a moment of silence, Murray. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Murray. R.I.P. Murray. <laughs> Sorry, the first assistant director's name is Rip Murray. <laughs> Twitter has conditioned us to. Although, what's interesting is that Lizzie Kaplan gets top billing. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to by order of hotness. Yeah, I'm how like, is hot yeah. up there? All right, whatever. Sorry, that was mean. Hud. I didn't mean that, T.J. Mike. Yes. Fields were clover. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we we hit on it. I think it does kind of it. It's it's tough because it kind of drags in the opening and it's it's not too bad but I am I am annoyed with the fact that now every found footage movie that is trying to be Cloverfield and does it worse opens the exact same way with the exact same aggravating people <laughs> but goes on longer generally so dude people um, in the real world exist who just film the shit out of their parties I'm yeah. one of them we're all annoying <laughs> exactly this 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 first 50 minutes of this movie is the stuff that we n- none of us watches on YouTube. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. There is no such thing. Hey, Ed White was so a wait, sound Wait, wait, wait. What's, the, what's, the, what's the, the Wadsworth constant? This movie has a Wadsworth constant to it. What is the Wadsworth constant? It's the idea that 
load any YouTube video and you just skip the first 15% and that's when the interesting thing happens in that YouTube video. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. Now, I was just going to say, like, there is no version of someone who films everything who isn't annoying. So that's how you have to have them be annoying yeah. in every movie is because there aren't, like, nice, you know, people that aren't in your face and kind of abrasive who are filming everything. You have to be annoying. So there's no there's no version of a found footage movie that doesn't have annoying people in it. <laughs> I guess maybe that's true. That's a teak's but, constant. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the movie. I like what it's trying to do. I, I like how well it achieves it. I think I agree with you. I mean, you know, came out in, Clo- in uh, 2008. I'm like, yeah, Cloverfield. And then I watched it again the other day to prepare for this. And I don't really see myself watching it again anytime soon. But uh you know, I'm I'm glad this one exists. Maybe not the other ones that came after it. Well, it's kind of a, it's kind of a stunt I, movie. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. So, um, yeah, you know, I can't. I'm I'm not angry it exists. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. And here at the uh, what are you doing movie shoe, uh, Mister <laughs> Stokes? That's that's the guy. Yeah, I I, I guess. <laughs> Isn't that kind of a sad commentary yeah. on on the state of things? It's like I'm not mad this movie exists at all, yeah. <laughs> and I consider that a victory. I'm not upset. <laughs> yeah. that the, I'm not upset that people made this movie. Remains a stalwart, <laughs> as, as opposed to other movies where we go. I'm literally angry at the world that <laughs> yeah. this movie has has been spawned, um, <laughs> and you know we talk about those kind of movies all the time. I, yeah, I think it's I, what they did was was amazing, and I, again they they. There's so many great little details and a lot of great little choices and, and so many ways this movie could have been really awful that uh, it avoids. And yeah, uh, once again, watch the asylum version. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, and so it's really it really is, is an amazing effort and it's I th- I think as as I'm, again I'm doing it from memory but I think the budget was forty million dollars. I believe that's correct. I guess nowadays counts as an extremely cheap movie. Yeah, they and, can't even do romantic comedies for that. Yeah, I, like I, said, <laughs> we, I did my favorite Martian. That was a forty million dollar movie, and that was more than ten years ago. So the you know it's like it's an extremely cheap movie and a spectacular movie for for a mere just have to get our heads around that concept a mere 40 million um i was gonna say this movie should have been cheaper but i guess this movie really can be cheaper <laughs> movies don't get cheaper than this uh, you know this is uh, not with this kind of scale exactly so so it's and it did okay as i recall i mean it wasn't oh, yeah. it wasn't a blockbuster but it was you know, it was a hit it, it hit did really well um so yeah good on everybody involved i just um the one the one wish list that I would throw on top of it is like I just wish they'd found, they could, I wish they could have afforded twenty more minutes of actual monster excitement, or they found just a, a something a little more compelling to get us into the story than than what they chose. But uh, otherwise, it's uh, it's it's a great effort. You don't like watching bad white people party? <laughs> Not even in real life. No. <laughs> anyway, neither do I. But I'll film them anyway, as long as they're not in a leaning skyscraper. Anyway, this has been What Are You Doing Movie. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, whatever. What do, we, what do we say at the end? A whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, always find more episodes at iTunes. Brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com. Are we up on slash... iTunes again yet? No, but Holden's working on it. <laughs> All of it's a lie. Well, That's the problem. This will be true for most of history. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not true at the moment. Um, uh, friendsinyourhead.com. Go to iTunes, get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash friends in your head. Facebook.com slash friends in your head. And go to the forum. There's good people there. Thank you for coming to the forum, those of you who already have. People have been coming a lot in the last couple of weeks. Keep yeah. it up. Good trend. And um, wonderful group of people. And buy a shirt and give us money. We're not there asking. We go. We're just anyway, uh, until next week, my name is T. Christie. Brian Fittifter. Nice up. Great, you guys. It's like six more minutes of credits. Yeah. This has been What Are You Shh, Doing, don't, movie? Don't, don't ruin it for me. Don't ruin it. Maybe there'll be a, a cutscene at the very end. Good night, <laughs> where Sam Jackson will Sam come Jackson in comes in yeah he's recruiting Recruit the monster, monster. <laughs> everyone bye. in the chat room say bye Brian bye Brian bye Brian
<laughs> bye bye. Bye Jean bye. <laughs> no, no, Brian. <laughs> bye, don't go. <laughs> bye, come back. <laughs> bye. Bye. I love Brian. No. No, Brian. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite is gone now. I want my Brian back. Oh, God. The chat room has become the monster, and Brian is what they were looking for the whole time. Oh, yeah. That's what the Cloverfield monster was looking for. Brian. 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 Knockdown building. Brian. Trendsinyourhead.com.